This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Friday, September 15th, 2023. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Victoria Wilburn. Coming up this evening on New Center 88, New England and Eastern Canada hunker down as Hurricane Lee's high winds, rains, and waves approach land, all on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Samantha Riddle will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Sean Kelly will be in with FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 79 degrees. And now on to our top story. The Texas Senate has begun deliberations over whether impeached Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton should be removed from office. Paxton faces 16 articles of impeachment over allegations that he abused his power as Texas's top lawyer to protect a donor who was under FBI investigation. The three-term incumbent has denounced the impeachment as politically motivated. His future is in the hands of a Republican Senate majority that includes his wife, State Senator Angela Paxton, although she will not have a vote in the verdict. Nearly one in 10 of America's unionized auto workers went on strike today at Detroit's three automakers. They are seeking higher wages in era of big profits. And as the industry makes a costly switch from gas guzzlers to electric vehicles by striking simultaneously at General Motors, Ford and Stellantis, The United Auto Workers Union is trying to inflict maximum pain. The strikers were limited to three assembly plants in Michigan, Ohio, and Missouri. Union President Sean Fain says more plants will be added if the companies don't deliver better contracts. The workers are seeking 36% higher wages over four years. New England harbors and fishing villages are being emptied of boats, becoming ghost towns as the region prepares for Hurricane Lee. The waterlogged region is getting ready for tropical storm force wind gusts that will span an area more than 400 miles wide. That's concerning because the ground is waterlogged and Maine is the nation's most heavily forested state, raising worries of widespread power outages. A tropical storm warning extended from Maine through Massachusetts with powerful winds forecast to arrive late today in southern New England. Maine and coastal Nova Scotia and New Brunswick are to see the brunt of the storm on tomorrow. Libyan authorities have limited access to the flooded coastal city of Derna to dig through the mud and hollowed-out buildings for the more than 10,000 people still missing and presumed dead following a disaster that has already claimed more than 11,000 lives. Today, authorities warned that waterborne disease and explosive ordinance that shifted during the early Monday flood could claim yet more lives. In the worst affected areas of Derna, efforts to recover the dead and distribute aid have been plagued by confusion and a lack of resources. Libya's two opposing governments, long divided by civil strife and war, have struggled to respond to the disaster. Ukrainian officials say their forces recaptured a war-ravaged settlement in the country's embattled east. A small territorial win and a churning counteroffensive marked so far by small victories but no major breakthroughs. The taking of the village of Anrika, six miles south of Russian-occupied city of Bakhmut, underscores how difficult Ukraine's multi-pronged counteroffensive is shaping up to be. 
In the east and the south, Ukraine is reporting minimal territorial gains won after months of intense fighting and heavy losses. Despite being bolstered by NATO's standard weapons worth billions of dollars, Ukrainian military officials have said there are no quick solutions to puncture Russian defensive lines, only slow, grinding battles. Coming up, Biden sending aides to Detroit to address auto workers' strike, says record profits should be shared. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. And now the sound you've all been waiting for. The one, the only, WMUL. was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Victoria Wilburn. West Virginia University has given final approval to wide-ranging cuts in academic programs and faculty positions. The university is addressing a $45 million budget shortfall. The University Board of Governors voted today to drop 28 of its majors, or about 8 percent, and cut 147 of the faculty positions, or 5.7 percent, on its Morgantown campus. Among the cuts are one-third of Education Department faculty and the entire World Language Department. Dozens of speakers, including students and faculty, vehemently opposed the cuts during a public hearing yesterday before the board. President Joe Biden says he's dispatching two of his top aides to Detroit to help resolve the strike by unionized auto workers. Biden expressed sympathy today for the union by suggesting the big three automakers should share their record profits. The Democratic president says, quote, no one wants to strike, unquote. The United Auto Workers announced a targeted strike at three factories in Missouri, Michigan and Ohio after talks broke down with General Motors, Ford and Stellantis. Biden says he's sending acting labor secretary Julie Sue and senior aide Gene Sperling to Detroit to help reach a, quote, win-win, unquote, contract for the companies and their employees. 
Authorities say that a man wanted in connection with the fatal shooting in Tennessee has been arrested. A two-day manhunt briefly unsettled a community in Virginia's Appalachian Mountains. Authorities say that Jason Dockery was arrested yesterday in Tennessee's Union County outside Knoxville. He had fled to Virginia Lee County on Tuesday, but authorities say that Dockery had hitchhiked back to Tennessee by Wednesday evening. Dockery is a person of interest following the fatal shooting of a woman in Tennessee's Anderson County, which is also outside Knoxville. Anderson County court records do not show recent cases for Dockery that might indicate whether he has an attorney or who can comment on his behalf. The wife of Republican gubernatorial nominee Daniel Cameron has dismissed the Democratic governor's proposal for an 11 percent pay raise for public school personnel as unfeasible. Mackenzie Cameron's comments came yesterday as she promoted her husband's education plan. She chatted about motherhood, her husband, her faith, and the frenzy of the campaign. She also dove into issues especially pertaining to education. Governor Andy Bashir and Attorney General Daniel Cameron have presented competing education plans. Cameron pledges to boost starting teacher pay, saying the ripple effect would lift salaries for other teachers. Bashir proposes an 11% pay raise for all public school personnel, including teachers. Coming up next, Alaska lawmaker's husband was flying meat from hunting camp when a crash occurred, authorities say. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Kohl Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. The adventure of a lifetime. Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Victoria Wilburn. The Pentagon Central Command has decided to interview roughly two dozen service members who were at the Kabul airport when suicide bombers attacked during the 2021 Afghanistan withdrawal, but weren't included in the military's initial investigation. The decision, according to officials, does not reopen the administration's investigation into the bombing and the chaotic withdrawal. 
but the interviews are meant to see if any of the service members have new or different information. The new interviews were triggered in part by assertions by at least one service member injured in the blast who said he was never interviewed about it and that he may have been able to stop the attacker. From Europe to Africa to Southeast Asia, tens of thousands of climate activists around the world launched protests today to call for an end to the burning of planet-warming fossil fuels as Earth suffers from dramatic weather extremes. The global strike that continues through their weekend is driven by several mostly youth-led local and global climate groups and organizations, including Greta Thunberg's Fridays for Future movement, and takes place in dozens of countries and hundreds of cities. Last week, the United Nations warned that countries are way off track to limit warming as agreed in 2015 in Paris to stop the worst effects of climate change. Authorities say the plane flown by the husband of Alaska U.S. Representative Mary Peltola was carrying a load of moose meat from a remote hunting camp when it crashed, killing him earlier this week. Eugene Peltola, excuse me, Peltola Jr. was the only person aboard the plane when it crashed Tuesday. The chairperson of the National Transportation Safety Board had said the plane appeared to have crashed upon takeoff after Peltola dropped off a hunter and equipment in western Alaska. But an Alaska state trooper's spokesperson says the plane crashed shortly after takeoff while carrying a load of moose meat from two hunters. The Associated Press reports a federal team has arrived in Alaska to begin investigating the crash. The Justice Department is challenging efforts by ex-president Donald Trump to disqualify the Washington judge presiding over the case charging him with plotting to overturn the 2020 election. Prosecutors with special counsel Jack Smith's team wrote in a court filing yesterday there's, quote, no valid basis, unquote, for U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutikan to recuse herself. Trump's lawyers filed a long-shot motion earlier this week urging Chutikan to step aside. Trump's lawyer cited comments Chutikan made in sentencing hearings related to the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol that they say call into question whether she's prejudged the Republican ex-president's guilt. The Justice Department says the Trump team took Chutikan's comments out of context. Surveillance video from a Denver theater appears to show Republican Representative Lauren Boebert vaping during a Beetlejuice musical play. That's the one thing she denied doing while acknowledging this week that she had been kicked out for being disruptive. Boebert and another guest were escorted from the play Sunday after audience members accused two guests of vaping, singing, using phones, and causing a disturbance. Boebert's campaign manager confirmed her ejection but denied the allegations of vaping. Boebert is running for re-election in a western Colorado congressional district. She has built a national profile with a combative style that has grabbed media headlines. Coming up next... Zelensky plans to visit Washington as Congress is debating $24 billion in aid for Ukraine. Your daily political update when News Center Radiate returns right after this. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sine Wave. This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL-FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu slash WMUL, or find us in Communications Building Room 204. 
Please, help us prevent the robot uprising. You're always down with your friends. You never come home and Neighbors. <laughs> uh, am I right? If you're like me, you've got thin walls and even thinner patience. What can you do for a moment's peace? Well, you can mask out the noise with WMUL 88.1 FM. Oh, sounds like old neighbor Marty's throwing dishes again. Why don't I turn on and tune in my radio to 88.1 FM? Ah, much better. WMUL 88.1 FM, the perfect solution for masking out noisy neighbors. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Michaela Wheeler. And I'm Victoria Wilburn. A judge has ruled that Ohio can't block one of its major cities from re regulating guns. The judge finds that a state law violates the city's home rule authority. Hamilton County Common Pleas Judge Jennifer Branch granted Cincinnati's request for a preliminary injunction yesterday. She found the home rule amendment gives local governments the freedom to enact laws that address the unique circumstances they face. The city had sued the state in January. It sought the injunction to stop the state from enforcing a preemption law that bars municipalities from imposing restrictions on a person's ability to own, possess, buy, sell, transport, or store any gun or part of a gun. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is expected on Capitol Hill and at the White House next week. Today, Jake Sullivan, the president's national security advisor, confirmed the visit to the White House, which will take place on Thursday. His trip comes as Congress debates President Joe Biden's request to provide as much as $24 billion in military and humanitarian aid for Ukraine as it fights the Russian invasion. Zelensky is expected to be in the U.S. to attend the United Nations General Assembly. The Ukrainian president made a wartime visit to Washington in December 2022 and delivered an impassioned address to a joint meeting of Congress. Today, New Mexico Governor Michelle Grisham narrowed an order that broadly suspended the right to carry firearms in and around Albuquerque to apply only to public parks and playgrounds where children and their families gather. The governor's announcement Friday came amid public protests and legal challenges by gun rights advocates and after a federal judge blocked part of the order and declared it unconstitutional. U.S. District Judge David Urias on Wednesday granted a temporary restraining order to block the suspension of gun rights until another hearing is held in early October. Donald Trump is dominating the early stages of the Republican presidential primary, even as his refuse to endorse a federal ban on abortion. That's allowed some top rivals to get to the right of him on one of the issues that most animates conservative activists. Rather than stake out the hardest line, the former president has even warned other Republicans against locking themselves into positions that are unpopular with a majority of the public. Top Republicans were long able to simply declare themselves opposed to the procedure. Since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and abolished a federally guaranteed right to abortion, they must now contend with more complicated questions. Democrats and Republicans are maneuvering to win over young voters before next year's presidential election. Vice President Kamala Harris began her cross-country college tour at Hampton University yesterday. Former President Donald Trump visited Iowa State University last weekend. In a close campaign, getting young people off the sidelines could make the difference between victory and defeat. Biden won the majority of young voters in 2020, but his support among the same age group is lagging. Harris said every generation must fight for their rights and their freedoms, and the 2024 election is no exception. 
And coming up, Samantha Riddle will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Sean Kelly will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. With our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. You can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. With our online schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. Your place in cyberspace. Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Samantha Riddle, and it is now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a sunny 79 degrees. Tonight we will dip down into the low 50s, making it a chilly night tonight, so don't forget to grab a light jacket before heading out tonight. Tomorrow we will see highs around 79, with lows near 59, making it about like today. As we look towards this weekend, on Sunday, we will see a high of 70 with some rain showers expected and lows around 54. Today in weather history, on this day in 1982, a snowstorm over Wyoming produced 16.9 inches at Lander to establish a 24-hour record for September for that location. Thank you to weather4u.com for that information. And that does it for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it is a sunny 79 degrees. For News Center 88, I'm Samantha Riddle. Thanks, Samantha. Now Sean Kelly joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. In Marshall Athletics news, this past Monday and Tuesday, the Marshall men's golf team got its season started. FM 88 Sports' Ben Westfall has more. The Marshall men's golf team opened up their season Monday, September 11th, and Tuesday, September 12th at the Joe Fegains Marshall Invitational at the Guy and Country Club in Huntington. Leading up to the Invitational and the overall start of the year, head coach Matt Grobe said that this fall is a good beginner for the campaign. The fall kind of sets the table for what we're going to do going into the wintertime, and then we start to work through the winter. The spring is what they really call our championship season, so the fall gives us a chance to kind of see what we've got, kind of work things out a little bit, and try to see where we are as a team. And then once we get into the spring, now all of a sudden we're trying to get the team that's going to help us have a chance to win a conference championship. Day one was a good day for Marshall at Guyon, especially for junior golfer Ryan Bilby, who led the team after two rounds. Bilby was not satisfied but happy with the performance, shooting 70 in round one, then 65 in round two. Pretty good. Tee ball is the only issue. I didn't hit the driver great. Couples got me in trouble. Everything else is great. Wedging and putting it really good. I'm going to play all the time. Head coach Matt Grobe liked what he saw from his team in day one, mentioning a great improvement from his guys from round one to round two. You know, I felt like this morning we played good golf. We just didn't make any putts. And we found ourselves, I think, in 10th or 11th after the first round. And I just kept thinking to myself, if we started making putts, 
things would get a little bit better in the afternoon. And that's exactly what happened. The guys kept hitting it as good as they did in the morning. All of a sudden, we started making some putts. Guys started having a little bit more confidence. And so it was kind of a tale of two 18s the morning. We just didn't make any putts. The afternoon, we made a ton and were able to move up the board, which I'm very excited about. Marshall would finish second overall in the Invitational out of 12 teams. Marshall ended up with three golfers in the top 20, with Tyler Jones and Ryan Bilby finishing tied fourth overall and Joseph Kalaski finishing tied 17th. The men's team will be back in action on September 25th in Nashport, Ohio for the 2023 Virtues Intercollegiate. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Westfall. Thanks, Ben. And good job to the men's golf team on its performance at the Invitational. In other news, the Thundering Herd's swimming and diving team released its 2023 schedule earlier today. The season kicks off on September 30th at 11 a.m. for the annual Green and White Meet, then heading northeast to Morgantown to face the West Virginia Mountaineers for the Herd's only meet of October. The West Virginia Games will begin on October 6th at 6 p.m. and conclude with an 11 a.m. meet on October 7th. On Sunday, women's soccer opens Sunbelt play at Hoops Family Field with a noon match versus the ULM Warhawks. Looking to avenge its 2-0 loss to Liberty in this upcoming Senior Day matchup, the 5-1-1 Thundering Herd will face a Warhawks team with an almost identical 5-1-2 record, fresh off a 1-0 defeat of Grambling this past Thursday. You can tune in to Sunday's match right here on WMUL-FM, as I will be calling the game with Ray Reinerson beginning at 11.45 a.m. The men's side will begin its slate of Sunbelt Conference games on the road tomorrow in Virginia as the second-in-the-nation Thundering Herd face off against ninth-in-the-nation James Madison Dukes at 7 p.m. Both sides enter the match undefeated in a battle between the top two teams in the Sun Belt standings. Now for some news from around the sports world. The United States Soccer Federation announced its plans to build a national training center in Atlanta, Georgia for all 27 of its national soccer teams. Even though the potential site in Metro Atlanta is receiving backing from Atlanta United owner Arthur Block and the Coca-Cola Company, U.S. Soccer announced on its website that it is still looking at all potential locations and a final decision will be made in January 2024. In Major League Baseball news, after almost four seasons, the Boston Red Sox fired Chief Baseball Officer Heim Bloom prior to its Thursday doubleheader against the New York Yankees. Joining the team in the 2019 offseason as a replacement for Dave Dombrowski, the Red Sox only made one playoff run during Bloom's tenure, that being a 2021 wildcard berth, which resulted in two series wins before falling to the Houston Astros in the 2021 American League Championship Series. Currently, the Red Sox sit one game over 500, tied for fourth in the American League East with the last place New York Yankees, and seven and a half games out from the final wildcard spot. Finally, the Kansas City Chiefs announced tight end Travis Kelsey and defensive tackle Chris Jones are cleared to play in Sunday's matchup versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. After missing last week's game against the Detroit Lions due to a hyperextended knee, Kelsey returned to practice earlier this week, as did Jones, with Kelsey returning to practice with a sleeve over his right leg. That'll do it for the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Sean Kelly. Thanks, Sean. Coming up, Tony Award winner Michael McGrath mourned as adorable, mischievous, and brilliant dies at 65. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. (laughs) 
You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting news and sports coverage to the brain while taking out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. Side effects include but are not limited to exciting bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. Ask your doctor about taking WMUL-FM 88.1. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi, asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. Michael McGrath, a Broadway character actor who shined in zany feel-good musicals and won a Tony Award for nice work if you can get it, has died. He was 65. McGrath was in over a dozen Broadway shows, including Plaza Suite, She Loves Me, Tootsie, and Spamalot, as well as on television as the sidekick to Martin Short on The Martin Short Show. In 2012, McGrath won the Tony for Best Actor in a Featured Musical Role, playing Wise Guy, Cookie McGee, and Nice Work If You Can Get It, starring Matthew Broderick and Kelly O'Hara. His publicist says McGrath died yesterday at his home in Bloomfield, New Jersey. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in Monday at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Victoria Wilburn, Samantha Riddle, Sean Kelly, Ben Westfall, Luke Hamilton, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is, the struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need tomorrow. Robert Two.